Before we get started with this episode of Vegan Snack Attack, I want to thank our iTunes commenter, Thermo Regulator, for leaving a review. Uh, please, I encourage everybody to go onto iTunes and... Uh, you know, give a star rating or leave a review. It's always much appreciated. Also, feel free to email me and give me any kind of feedback you like. I, I always respond. That email is vegansnackattack at gmail.com. And on with the show. If you're ever seeking for some grub that is vegan, but there's nothing new to try, or ideas have run dry, I know the feeling. But a podcast is here to relieve all your Welcome to Vegan Snack Attack. I'm your host, John, and I'm here with somebody who is uh, also from the, the comedy scene, as uh, Mike Kaplan was on um, maybe episode two or three, and, and he told me about his buddy, Zach Sherwin, who is with us today. Hi, so, guys. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Uh, it's, it's always good to snack with, um, with, with a vegan. Oh, my God. It's hanging the... out. You know, we do all these podcasts that have different hooks, but I, this is definitely towards the top of my list in terms of what to really? do while you're BSing around. <laughs> do I need to say BSing? Do we keep it clean on this podcast? We'll keep it kind of clean. All right. We may as well. It's a family-friendly podcast. I'll respect that line. Yeah. So you're you're involved with the comedy world. Do you want to explain exactly what you do? Because you do stuff that's a little different from just straight up yeah, stand-up or sketch and stuff. So. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not a straight-ahead stand-up comic. Um I have been, I do musical comedy and more specifically I do hip hop. Okay. Uh, I'm a rapper. So I started rapping when I was a kid and I did it for all these years when I was a teen and, uh, you know, all my raps were at first about how thugged out I was and, the uh, were you really thugged out? Oh, absolutely not. My mom is a rabbi. I grew up in Southwest Missouri, like the Ozarks. It was a, it was the opposite of, uh, rap wasn't designed for somebody with that description. Or it was perfect. It was such an escape. I was like, yes, this is the world I want to live in. So, um, yeah, so I was writing raps about dealing drugs and killing people and um, sex I was having with women. It was... Uh, and how old were you? Oh, man, I think I wrote my first rap when I was like 10. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So then as I like... Uh, as I grew older, I started writing raps that were that didn't feel right anymore. So I started rapping, writing raps just exclusively about what a great rapper I was, because there was still <laughs> room to be funny. But I didn't know yet that I was going to be doing comedy and rap, so I could express wit a little bit that way. Sure. And then eventually, I put comedy. I was in a sketch group in college, and I wrote a rap that had a comedic premise, and suddenly things opened up. So I've been rapping since then, and um, my uh, the alias that I rap under is MC Mr. Napkins. That's um, right. So that's kind of the brief thumbnail sketch. Very cool. And uh, because this is a vegan podcast, I have to ask, when did you become vegan? Of course. Um, do you have this speech? I have a canned version of the answers to both these questions. Like, I just sort of well, have, we get yeah, asked so much as vegans. This is true. This is actually something that's really interesting to talk about where, you know, you becoming being a vegan is not only about your lifestyle and what you're eating and what you're wearing and what you're doing, but it, you have to make sure that you have prepared your speech, your, your entire beginning to end. It's like, well, it started off this way and then blah, 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 blah and so on and so forth. And, and then you have to like add in certain things where it's like, now I'm cool with whatever you want to do, <laughs> but 
my personal belief is that <laughs> yeah, it's such a it's a, such a touchy thing. So what, totally. what's your um, what's your speech? Uh, yeah, I'm glad we acknowledged because I knew if I launched right in, you'd smell a rat and be like, "Wait a minute, this you, is a soundbite." You said this before. <laughs> well, here's the version I would give. Um, my family are old school vegetarians. My grandma Whoa, was a really? vegetarian before, like way before it was cool or a thing. I think since like the 40s or 50s or something, she hasn't been eating meat. Huh. Um, and my mom, you know, was like a hippie and part of that movement. And so I think she gravitated towards it naturally. But um, I became a vegetarian when I was probably mm, 12 or 13. Okay. And then did that till... So- a little early in your rapping career. Yeah, right. I was just a couple of years in. <laughs> um, and I think I went vegan my senior year of college. Oh, I, wow. Um, I just stopped. I lost my taste for um, milk was first. I used to drink mm-hmm. just a, a huge amount of milk and cereal. And then I read something about udders, for cow, cow udder pus or something. Cow udder pus. And even if it's tell not... Me, tell me what you know about cow udder pus, because I don't know much. I don't have any hard facts on it. I just remember reading in some vegetarian publication or other that cow udders secrete a natural amount of, you know, some sort of mucusy discharge in addition to the milk that they don't separate. And so that's kind of in the mix. Well, um, I'm sure <laughs> if you have any uh, fact checky listeners, I'm sure there's lots wrong with what I'm saying. But I read something to this effect, and whether it's true or not, just the concept started grossing me out so much sure. that I yeah. I lost my taste. And then ice cream went second, uh-huh. I, like the aftertaste of it or something. I just couldn't do it anymore. And so then I kind of saw the writing on the wall. I never ate that much eggs, that much egg anyway. And so right. I thought I'll give it a shot, and I went for it. So that was like. Ooh, 10 or 11 years ago at this point. Right, and there were about 10 years that you were just vegetarian. Yeah. Uh, So you grew up in a household that was vegetarian. Was your father vegetarian? Not on the scene. Okay that you asked. All right. But the only parental influence around was my vegetarian mom. Okay, so even though she was vegetarian, she still raised you eating meat? Well, my grandfather would feed me cold cuts and cold cuts because he wanted me to, you know, be a man. Uh, okay. So he w- we would leave. For- <laughs> He's so disappointed right now. <laughs> I remember this cracks me up to remember, but they lived in Cleveland and we lived in Cincinnati at the time. Uh-huh. And when we would leave their house, my grandfather would just hand me a, a whole tube of salami, not like a little Jeez. paper packet of cold right. cut slices, just a tube. And I would just gnaw on that thing on the car trip from Cincinnati from Cleveland to Cincinnati. Did that drive your mom nuts? She was all right. Uh-huh. I, you know, I, she let me do whatever the hell I wanted, but right. I'm well, sure she, she didn't was, love it. I mean, she allowed you to form your decision on your own. Yeah, that's right. Good. I mean, while well, you were cook, eating her food that she was cooking, of right. course, you know, you would be eating vegetarian, but yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's a solid way to, to go about that. Right. She know? gave me some rain and I wound up even outdoing her in terms of my, I she's know. just a vegetarian still. <laughs> <laughs> Does she, um... <laughs> Has she kind of changed a little bit or come around maybe a little bit and started limiting anything since you've become vegan? Yeah, and her best friend for health reasons also went super vegan. She's, I think she's pretty much raw and oh, all okay. organic and super foody. Like, she really goes for it. So her best friend's a vegan. I'm a vegan. And I think she's, yeah, I think she's definitely gravitated in that direction. Oh, okay. Yeah. We peer pressured her into it. Mm-hmm. So you have the comedy, the music and comedy thing going on. Uh, do you tour around with that? Do you, so, so where do you usually go? 
I do. Listeners, I nodded there. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, that's what I said. I, you do. Okay. Confirmation. <laughs> right. Audio podcast. So where do you usually go when you're, uh, when you're performing? Um, you know, I do. Sometimes I'll do comedy festivals. I do a little bit of work in comedy clubs. But the most traveling I do is on the college scene. There's really? an extensive network. I think, there's, I think it's an over a billion dollar a year industry of college entertainment. And, um, there's just, there's colleges all over the place. So I was touring for a while, for a while with the sketch group that I mentioned on the college Uh scene and the solo napkins thing is, uh, I'm, I'm gearing up to do another, uh, of these conferences that they have. Mm -hmm. There's such funny things, man. These entertainment conferences, it's just hundreds of college students and people who want to sell them entertainment will converge for a weekend on a trade show Uh conference center environment. And like Hartford is the one I'm about to go to Hartford. And it's, yeah, Connecticut. I, I went to school for a year in the University of Hartford. Oh, did you? So, Great. Well, it's terrible, any vegan yeah. Rex? <laughs> uh, I was not vegan at the time. Uh, so there know. used to be a really cool little vegan Jamaican place um, called the Lion's Den in Hartford that shut down. But it was like third world. Like it was not in a huh. like nice vegany, you know, gentrified part of town. And the yard was <laughs> dirt and you approached and it just looked like a house you were going into. But inside they had insane like Caribbean vegan food. That sounds amazing. It was really great. But so these conferences. Mm-hmm. So it'll be stand-up comedians and, you know, John Mayer knockoff white guy with guitars. Um, right. And magicians and hypnotists and mentalists. And they all want to come perform at your college. And the other funny thing that there is in this circuit is that there's celebrities who are kind of on the way down. And the one who just typifies it is Dennis Haskins, who is Mr. Dennis Belding. Dennis Haskins, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. like 10000 bucks, he'll come to your college and... Do a Save by the Bell trivia contest and like run a Save by the Bell lookalike contest. Wow! And um, try to have sex with your students. Sorry, I, I don't know if that joke's talking out of school for me to make. Just kidding. He doesn't really. Do that. <laughs> I'm sure he's a very nice man. <laughs> he um, is. But at least you know that if you want him to show up somewhere, ten thousand bucks. <laughs> uh, so when you're touring around and, and traveling, do you find it difficult to find something to eat? One of my favorite things about traveling is. You know how do you maybe you have this? I count any meal that I get that's vegan. I feel like it's a victory. Or if I read a food label and I, uh-huh. you know, it's like there's like a rule and you have to fit within the guidelines of the rule. And if you can do it, you feel like you won something. You right. sort of got away with something. That's how I feel about eating on the road. If I can find a vegan place that's good and not exorbitantly expensive and you know does the job and you meet some cool people, that's one of my favorite things about being on the road. Is just winning that game, being like, "What's the cool so vegan you make, place so in it's, town?" It's kind of a game in your mind. Yeah, right. I, Grand Rapids, Michigan. I found the little pocket of town. It wasn't that oh. hard. I asked a couple people, but I remember just eating some. I hadn't had good food. You know, you're just like making do with like steamed broccoli and baked potatoes at Applebee's because right. you're in, you're out with other people, and they don't want to find sure. the vegan place. So yeah, eating like brown rice and beans and greens and tofu and with good sauce and Grand Rapids, uh-huh. I remember being like, yeah, I did That sounds it. like a nice victory. Yeah, actually. it was great. It was great. So you've been vegan for 10 years. Yeah. Uh, how have things changed in your, in your mind? Uh, you know, with smartphones and just more and more vegan awareness, especially on the internet podcasts. Hello. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. How do you feel like things have been going? Uh, does, is it a lot easier now? Oh, for sure. For for sure. sure. Um, I remember one of the first apps I ever read about was one that can say I am a vegan in 
50 or 100 different languages and you just find whatever language they speak at the restaurant you're at and show oh, it to them. still exists. That's great. I checked it out and it was like five bucks and didn't look, wasn't that highly reviewed. So oh. I didn't buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot of great apps out there like Happy Cow. Yeah. Um, which will tell you what's vegetarian or vegan friendly nearby and specifically how much do you trust happy cow are they current and up to date in your experience have they done it um i i usually use it as kind of a basis yeah and to see yeah. like what's around and then maybe yelp it yeah yelp if yelp. you're just vegan yeah it'll yelp cough some amazing. good stuff up yeah yelp is a fantastic app and there's a lot of apps especially when it comes to like wine and beer finding out which oh, wine and yeah. beers are vegan uh, there's a lot of really good stuff out there. Uh, although uh, Barnivore.com is still probably the best one. Barnivore, I know those guys. Oh, now, you know those guys. Oh, I don't know the people, uh, but I'm aware of the. Oh, okay. Of the list. Uh-huh. That was so good to find out that all American beers are vegan, unless there's some reason that they aren't. Right. All American. I mean, unless they, you know, it's a cream stout or something like that. Right or like. But I think most. In it. Yeah, right. But I think most major brewers. Uh, I, in the last episode, I actually talked to Tony Yano, who is responsible for Tony's Darts Away, Golden Road Brewery, hmm. and Mohawk Bend, and he did a really good job oh, explaining man. it. And it's it's tricky because it's really up to the brewer. Um, oh, really? Yeah, so even in America, you know, hmm. you have to kind of keep an eye out. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was just sort of going on the assumption. I, th- I do think most major breweries, from what I've read... It's true. Yeah. Like, they get distributed all over yeah. our... Wine is where it gets a little trickier. Does it? Should I be more careful about wine than I'm being? Uh, yes. Hmm. Uh, if, you're, if you are concerned about, you know, egg whites or gelatin... Oh, or... gross. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. no. So, just... Barnivore. <laughs> wow. Barnivore is really good at figuring that out. Yeah, wine is a tricky one. I, I'd really love to talk to somebody in the uh, in the wine right. world. A vintner? Um, about that. Who are you if you make wine? A winemaker, I a wine think guy. is the word. A wine guy. Hmm. Yeah, a real grape stumper, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, uh, so in the past 10 years, have you been traveling as uh, doing doing comedy the entire time? Yeah. Is that your... Uh, your your main yeah yeah of income. I've had weird day jobs uh, here and there, but yeah, for the most part, I've been doing comedy uh, to put the vegan food on the table for yeah for probably uh-huh. since maybe like seven or eight years. Right now, I know that you were raised mostly vegetarian, uh, and you said that becoming vegan was a lot of you know kind of losing the taste for milk or desire for ice cream and things like that. Yeah. Uh, does it also impact, you know, the clothing that you wear and, you know, like, do you wear leather or? I mean, a nice thing about the, about being vegan has been that I just, I never find reasons to, there's no qualifying thing about it. That's like, you know, I like being vegan despite the fact that mm-hmm. like the longer I've done it, the more I started for personal taste reasons. I just was already a vegetarian and didn't like to eat the things that made me vegetarian, but not vegan. But uh-huh. now I'm on, I mean, I have drunk the Kool-Aid. Is Kool-Aid vegan? I probably, except yeah, for sugar, uh, sugar. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm on board for animal rights reasons sure. and, okay. you know, philosophical consistency mm-hmm. and health and, uh, right. I don't wear leather and, uh, uh it's just, I mean, there, there mm-hmm. seems to be you know, it's ethically great. So, yeah, I'm really, I'm 100% on board. It's great. been a good thing. 
And you actually appear to be in pretty decent shape. Thanks, man. Has, has that always been pretty consistent? Or uh, I know that sometimes, especially when you're vegetarian, it might be harder to, you know, there's just so much cheese and things. that. Yeah. Things, uh, how has your health been, if you don't mind my asking? Thanks. And uh, ask, I am asking for a reason, so. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I will be curious to hear where this goes. <laughs> but first I will answer. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been in... Uh, I haven't had any major health issues and I'm an active guy. Uh, okay. I'm a runner and have never had any problems. Oh, okay. I didn't lose a lot of weight when I became a vegan. Um, mm-hmm. maybe that happens to some people. I think there's some, sometimes people do that. Right. Shed well, some pounds. well, I'm asking because we, I did get a question from somebody on Twitter, uh, the real McMill, hmm. uh, and she asks since switching four months ago, assuming to veganism, I've gained weight and lost conditioning. Thoughts? Diet went from no to low fat to mostly fat. Uh, and I, I don't know if... I mean, certainly we're not experts no. on that kind of subject. But what advice might you give to somebody who is uh, experiencing weight fluctuations and negative side effects after becoming vegan? Because certainly vegan does have... I mean, if you're doing it for ethical reasons, you know, of course, you know... Every, doesn't really matter what the other effects are, but it seems like it is pretty rare to have deteriorating health as a result. Yeah. I mean, my guess would be that the, um, the asker is, I mean, there must be, that must be a lot of processed food because right. Just vegetables and whole grains and legumes and stuff. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, those are, there should be no fat. Right. Uh, so yeah, I would. I guess I would just suggest eating simpler stuff that's not that you buy. The Do you eat a lot of processed ingredient. foods? It sounds like you much prefer, you know, the the nice vegetables. And I'm such food. a I'm such a creature of routine. I just buy the vegetables that I buy and make salads out of them over and over again. But like, I'm really into raw purple cabbage and that's the good stuff. Uh, green romaine hearts and tomatoes and cucumbers and avocados. And I think if you're eating stuff like that, and then like quinoa and rice and beans, then I would be surprised if you gained weight. Right. Yeah. It, it definitely seems like it's probably more of a processed food type of thing. But I know those there's those vegans who are chocolate bars and ramen noodles. Right. And well, you find the things that are more decadent. Yeah. And when it's like, oh, this is vegan. So mm-hmm. score. We're doing good. Totally. You win that game we were talking yeah. about before. Uh, but while we're on the subject of, uh, of some of our snackier foods here... Why don't we go to um, one or two of the snacks that we have here? So what's what do we got in the can? All right. The can is one of my favorites, which is uh, these are organic hearts of palm. Drained, but other than that, exactly as they were when we un- the, uncanned them. And as the can announces, wild harvested. So... <laughs> Like and these, California girl, I like the brand with the little surfer girl. But then the if you too. look a little more closely, you'll see that they're a product of Columbia. That's on the side. <laughs> but distributed by someone in California. Yeah, distributed by some someplace in LA. Very high in fiber. They've even got the Colombian flag on here. Now, my favorite brand of... Here, I'm going to fork yeah, one of these. Sure, get in there. And please join I will do me. the same. Um, my favorite brand of these was one that they used to sell at Whole Foods. I don't remember the brand name, but the can has this real distinctive green packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't find them anymore, but these things are so – they kind of look like um, mozzarella cheese sticks. They do. I think. And there's actually a restaurant. Do you know Sage in Echo Park? Oh, I love Sage. They have mozzarella sticks that are made of these with deep fried breaded coating, and then they give you a really? little marinara sauce to dip in. And they're super cheesy. 
If you get a soft one, they sort of feel like That's cheese. That's a really good idea. Yeah, Sage and Echo Park is fantastic. And anybody who might be listening that lives someplace else in the world who maybe owns a restaurant, <laughs> that's a good suggestion. Please get this going. Uh, these are delicious. So when did you become obsessed with Hearts of Palm? My favorite, um, one of my early like killer salad combos that I've been using for years. I really, I don't cook. I just figure out things that I like together and then I know that I like to eat those. But one of my faves is tomatoes, chickpeas... Uh, from a can mm-hmm. um, Corn just shaved raw Off the cob For a little crunch Okay uh, Avocado And hearts of palm Oh my god It's so good That sounds really good Like a cool Kind of summer salad Sort of thing mm-hmm. mm. That does sound really Yeah good. So that was when I got into them I don't know how I first oh, found and, them Oh and but... one thing When we were emailing You mentioned that One of the things That you love to snack on Which I did say We we wouldn't do today Because I. Uh, did an episode with uh, a children's musician named Apple Brains who did mm. a very similar thing. Popcorn with, you know, some sort of like earth balance or something. Mm. Um, and nutritional yeast. And nutritional yeast. And he also did it with um, sriracha mm. and garlic. Yeah. So um, I recommend... Not to the mic. Yeah, I recommend adding those things. But nutritional yeast, I, I've got two big tubs of it over there. But it's like a vegan must-have. Because uh, not only is it delicious and it gives you that like cheesy flavor for things, but it's you know really good for you. And it's B twelve e right? B twelve e yeah. That's one of the big things that people are just like up oh, B twelve. You know, make sure you're getting your B twelve. They love to zing us on those nutrients. Yeah. People don't care about B twelve at all, except that they can use it to people in the know who are on the <laughs> hunt for vegans right? wield it against us. Well, B twelve is only in meat, and it's like no, it's not. No, it's so not, sucker. Have some popcorn. <laughs> yeah, right. We're so friendly. Even when we're attacking them, we're offering yeah, them delicious exactly. snacks to have. Here, try this. It's oh, cheesy yeah? and delicious. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is too hot today to eat popcorn, so I think it worked yeah, out perfectly. Yeah, no, it's a good call. It's Thanks, little, Apple Brains. It's been a little steamy out here in uh, in Los Angeles, um, mm. but a nice cool treat could be this this mystery fruit that you brought. What are oh we yeah. Got? So here's the story. I went to the uh, I went to the nearby farmers market today. Do you go to this one on Los Feliz? And it's uh, a really tiny one. Yeah, it's really tiny. Uh-huh. Do you go to the big one in Hollywood? Yeah, usually just because I know that they'll have what I'm looking for. Whereas they do the one everything. in Los Feliz is a little hit or miss. Yep, that's Atwater true. Village has a nice one though. Do they? Good tip. What day? Sundays. Sundays. Great tip. <laughs> so, I bought. Um, some items from them, and then the dude, in a moment of generosity, said, here, have a pineapple plum. What? And just threw it in for free. Um, That's a great thing about farmer's markets, is they're always just like, here, have a little extra on me. Mm-hmm. Or they'll be like, try this. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're just like so proud of themselves. <laughs> I made the earth grow this. <laughs> um, pineapple plum, I've never heard of that So before. I don't know, it doesn't look like a pineapple so I'm hoping that it will taste like a pineapple. Well, let's just cut off a little, uh, sure, a little piece here. Mm. Nice cutting technique, John. Oh, thank you. Yeah, here, should go grab that little. All right, I'll do the honors. Or I'll wait for you to slice one oh, up too, okay. and we'll jump in at the same time. Listeners, will this taste like a pineapple, <laughs> or will it taste like a plum, or will it taste like both? <laughs> let's find out. That's really tasty. It's very. It's. Plummy. I don't know the pineapple. Maybe the color. It's a, got a golden color to it. I would say basic plum. Basic plum. Just a straight ahead plum. I think it's just the color. The color of the skin is just hmm. golden. Yeah. It's quite delicious though. Good plum. Thank you, Farmer's Market guy. Solid plum. 
Solid plum. Who are these people? Like, they never have the ones in Los Feliz. They don't have a sign up. I don't know what their farm's called. They right. just show up with bushels of stuff. It's just like guy with some food. Yeah. Hey, guy. I'll eat the things <laughs> you tell like me. It's like I bought a little extra last yesterday at the Silver Lake Farmer's Market. Why don't you just <laughs> <laughs> buy what I don't want? <laughs> oh, man. It'll be like seven strawberries and an heirloom tomato. <laughs> And then, like, nine people selling eggs. <laughs> but I, I shouldn't trash talk because uh, I'm, I'm glad that they exist. Actually, there's an, there's an app uh, for iPhone. I, I'm not sure if it's on other uh, devices called Farmer's Market Finder. I've got is, that. Yeah, you got that one? <laughs> it's very helpful. I think it's just a California one. But I'm sure there are ones for other states or maybe just the entire country or other parts of the world. But it's such a valuable thing to have, you know, especially if you're on the road um, and you're trying to find something that's like a good place to start. Yes. Although, you know what's also fun? In a way, I feel, going back to my hunt on the road for vegan eating options, in a way, I like finding a place that can make it happen but isn't um, explicitly vegan, mm-hmm. you know, just like finding some Asian restaurant and having a conversation and working through it. And you believe that they understand <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah. In order to be vegan, it seems like you need to be prepared to talk to people a lot Yeah, and be able to communicate with them and try to say like, you know, is there fish sauce in this? And, right. You know, in a slow yeah. articulated way. Right. Yeah. Politely yep. also, you mm. do not, you do not want to offend and you have to be willing to be the, you know, I just, when I'm in a group of people and I'm the only one, you have to sort of steal yourself for a little, here we go. Because usually <laughs> somebody likes to make fun of you for being a vegan and asking the people about it. Yeah, this is true. I feel like most of the time when I'm getting into either arguments or someone's making fun of me for, for whatever reason with veganism, uh, they usually, by the end of the conversation, are like, oh, I should try that. <laughs> and it's uh, it's always a nice thing to hear because... You know, what it's all about is just getting people informed. And that's, that's a huge part of it. And showing people that is not something, I don't know, to be afraid of. Right. And I was just going to use the phrase, you catch more flies with honey uh, than with vinegar. But <laughs> with agave. With agave nectar. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think if you're not... Um, the first vegan that I was aware of was a dude that I went to college with. And he was just un... Um, intolerable mm-hmm. just constantly in your face about it and I, I in a way i appreciate that like passion and commitment to it but it was so off-putting that i a vegetarian would be like ugh, these vegans yeah right but um i don't know i think if you're not too judgy about it and you just say the reasons that you do it and they make sense to people and i do always say People, I think often people, like a certain kind of person, will feel like they need to defend the fact that they aren't vegan to you. Mm-hmm. They'll start judging themselves because you exist as a thing to compare themselves with. And so often I'll find people apologizing and explaining to me. And I'm like, hey, man, just do, you know, yeah, whatever right? your thing is. Yeah, I, I find that too frequently people that I'm friends with are just like, I had lobster for lunch. I'm sorry. And it's like, don't be sorry. You know, that's your decision. Uh, you're obviously aware of what veganism is because you know that I am one. So it's your decision if you wanted to, you know, if, if that was right for you, then you wouldn't have had lobster for lunch. Yeah, that's right. It's fine. Now, can I ask you a question? Please. I don't know if you get this personal on the air. Have you, Romantically, do you have policies on this with who you're involved with? Uh, 
I do not have strict policy. Are you asking me out? Uh, <laughs> I do not have strict policies about this um, because the thing is, my apartment is a vegan apartment. My right. Kitchen is a vegan kitchen. Right. Don't bring anything into my place. That's all I ask. Uh, if I am starting to see somebody who is not a vegan, then I just I hope that they are respectful. Sure. And you probably wouldn't date someone who wasn't, right? What's that? You probably wouldn't date someone who wasn't respectful. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, respectful. I was like, not vegan? Or not? <laughs> Have you been listening to what yeah. I've been saying for the past minute? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, there just needs to be an understanding where it's like, on your time, you do what you want. You know, I don't necessarily just want it in my face. So, right. yeah, what are, what are your thoughts about that? I don't have any policies, but earlier this year I dated a vegan chef. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and she was... Uh, we can name names later. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, off mic. Um, <laughs> it was incredible. I had never dated a vegan before. I feel uh-huh. like the people I date, you know, they're usually willing to meet me halfway at least, and sometimes mm-hmm. some of them will become a little bit more vegan, but she was just leaps and bounds ahead of me, you know, in terms of where she was at on the vegan spectrum, right. and uh, it was awesome. It really was awesome. I'm always the leader in any relationship right. I'm in in terms of eating vegan. Yeah. It's all on me. Yeah, when I have dated vegans in the past, there's it's been interesting knowing what they cook. Uh, you know, I, none of them have been chefs, but you know the things that they are mm-hmm. really good at making and it's like, "Oh, okay, that's a good idea." You know, maybe I'll try that on my own sometimes and uh, I mean, whether it's dating or, you know, just forming friendships with people, it's always sure. nice to uh, broaden the horizons and and learn about new things, uh, and that's what's also really cool about veganism is that it's a community, and everybody's always excited to share. Uh, totally, I think the thing you have to be worried about with um, vegan girlfriends or boyfriends, and also vegan friends, is it's so easy to just start talking about veganism and have that be the thing. Right. The chef and I didn't have this issue, but I dated another girl earlier this summer who was a vegan. And we just, like, especially at first when we don't have that much to talk about and, you know, yeah. you're looking for conversation to keep it rolling, we would just instantly start talking about vegan stuff. And at some point right. you're like, I don't want to be a parody of what vegans are like. Right, right, We right. can only extol alter- alternative meat products for thing. too long. I mean, I have a vegan podcast. And to be <laughs> honest, like... It's not how I open conversations by saying like, I am the host of a vegan podcast because I don't want to be a, a parody of mm-hmm. you know the, the stereotype or anything. Sure, pigeonhole. So uh, it's it's something that I love to do privately. <laughs> Spring it on you. Yeah. So um, so do you like me? <laughs> so let's let's move along. Yeah. Let's um let's check out some of these snap pea crisps, which I I've had I've been having these for a long time Oof. they're great uh do they exist anywhere besides trader joe's i have never oh, yeah, seen I got them these, anywhere else i got these at gelson's oh for real yeah the one by where we live we're neighbors do you know that i live like a few bl- i walked over here today oh that's great we yeah can talk about that off mic too off mic. The neighborhood don't want to give away too much information about my whereabouts <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh so snap pea crisps i think that they're meant to be like a salad topper because they're by a company called Kelby, and it says snack salad. I, I don't know. And they're always in, like, the vegetable section. Yes, this is an interesting question. Are they a garnish for a salad, or is the fact that they are a vegetable product what makes them a snack salad? Well, it also says your salad never got such a lift on there. 
I think it would be a violation of the spirit of snappy crisps to um, dilute them by putting them on a salad. Huh. I always eat them straight out the bag. Yeah, just snack on. They're so good. Um, I feel like also if you're making a salad, put some real snappies in there. Yeah, throw a real snappy (laughs) in. It's a salad. Come on. Listener who's been gaining weight. Snap pea crisps do not count as eating snap peas. Yeah, I mean, they do talk a, a lot on this packaging about how healthy they are, but... I don't think that's true. I, I think don't. they're super oil fried. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, they do say baked on the front. There's Yeah, it's true. There's quite a bit of sodium. That's that's what I would be most concerned about. I, the, I consider snap pea crisps sort of a personal milestone. One day I will buy a bag of them... Uh, Eat part of it and then eat the rest of it later. Another I have, time. I've been unable to. I don't think I've ever not eaten a bag of Snappy Crisps in one sitting. Well, you're about to share. Yeah. So <laughs> at least that's going to happen. Yep. Uh, yeah, and these they've got quite a bit of iron, mm. some calcium, some protein, four grams of protein. Okay. Per serving, so that's not that's not too bad. All right. All right. Let's my get friend. in. These are a little bit in between the toothy. I have to say. Uh huh. You want to have a toothpick handy if you eat these immediately. A little bit. Or, or chew, chew towards the back. Right. Molar yeah. it. All right. Here All right, we go. All right. Here we go. Can you hear that crisp? I really, crisp. I really tried to crunch into the mic that time. Mmm. I try not to crunch into mics because I don't want people being like, oh, gross. You just hear them munching all day. But they're called snappy crisps. You have to hear them crisp. Yeah. We don't want to We want We don't want to jip you of the, the experience. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of like mouth noise. Like... I enjoy it on podcasts, and I like when comedians have interesting mouth noises. What other noises. podcasts do you listen to? I know this is a little off topic, but That's we're just cool, we're just sitting here sharing some snacks. Yeah, and we've never met before. Look this at our rapport. See how true. personable vegans are. I know this is great. Vegans meet other vegans. It can be just like this. <laughs> we're getting along famously. Um, what other podcasts do I listen to? Mm, my favorite podcast is Savage Love. Okay, um, Dan Savage's Sex and mm-hmm. Relationship Advice podcast, and then. Let's see. I love This American Life, and I love... Um, do you know Who Charted? Do you yeah. listen to that podcast? I've, I've listened to it a few times. Mm-hmm. That's On a fave. the Earwolf Network. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and who else do I listen to? I listen to some of Mark Maron's WTF podcast. Yeah, if there's a good guest on. Yeah, that's sure. where I'm at, too. Uh, he actually mentioned on one of his podcasts, uh, so alluding to the idea that he may be becoming vegan, but he was like... A second later, he was like, it'll never happen. Don't get too excited. <laughs> but he was, I think he was just talking about maybe something that was making him not feel well. Or mm-hmm. I know he's quite a big ice cream eater. But, ah, that's uh, right. So WTF with Mark Maron is a great podcast. I don't know if any of my listeners are also um, uh, comedy fans. I hope that they are if uh, they're listening to this episode or Mike Kaplan's episode. Mike, uh, Mike did Mark's podcast like towards the beginning of the podcast, oh, really? maybe in the first you know forty or uh-huh. fifty episodes, and uh, Mark kind of really went for the vegan thing. Really, like it was sort of like, so you're a vegan, and uh, Mike Kaplan, our mutual friend who introduced uh-huh. us. Oh, we talked about him earlier. He's established. Um, <laughs> Mike did a good job. He you know he articulated it really well. Well, that's somebody who's more in the in the public. You know, he's talking to a lot of different people and he incorporates veganism into his act Mm -hmm. so he especially has to be prepared to talk about sure his Uh, album is called vegan mind meld vegan mind meld and he's Mm. got a new one coming out yes he does he recorded it 
Uh, he has a new musical one coming out, and then I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but he recorded another one recently. Right. So. Well, he's going to be coming on. Uh, I don't. Hey, listeners, I don't know if you guys know this, but I had I actually host a comedy podcast with a friend of mine named Eric, and it's called Hey Teens with John and Eric, and we deal with uh, we talk about the teen years and things like that. It's uh, some of the discussions and humor is a little bit more blue, so mm. parental advisory. <laughs> put that sticker on it but uh mike is going to be a guest on it pretty soon he's going to be in town next week so uh that's right so but anyway uh so these snappy crisps are fantastic when did you first uh discover these oh they uh, say delicate and tasty on the front. <laughs> in like a fake in like wax, ceiling wax yeah yeah uh they're really cheap too they're like a buck 50 or something right yeah at good. tj's i can't speak for gelson's prices it's good snacking i think they were somewhere around there they might have been closer to two bucks. thank you for getting them by the way oh Hey, don't mention it. Um, yeah, these are fantastic. I remember I had these about maybe five years ago for the first time, and it was like, what is going on? These are so good. Yeah, they're unlike anything else. Um, and if anything, I feel like they turned me on to actual snap peas more than I was before. Because now you can get there. You're like, I know what these guys are capable of being. <laughs> and I'm more, more on board with the original version. Right, right. Um, they, they do have a Caesar variant of these they that I do. don't think are vegan-friendly. Yeah, I actually haven't even looked at the label, but I picked up the original ones just because I knew sure. it was safe. Sure. I'm pretty sure those Caesars are milky in some way or other. Potentially. Mm. But worth looking into, I'd say. Yeah, totally. Now, this last snack that we have is not... Okay, so we have been emailing... Oh, let's talk about it. All right, we have been emailing, and you told me what snacks uh, <laughs> you wanted to do, and... I, I told I told you that I would pick up a couple of them myself, and one of them was uh, it's by a company called Mydel M I dash D E L, and you were talking about the vanilla snaps. Um, yes, that's right. Couldn't find them. I looked a few places. Those all of those places had the ginger snaps, which is what I picked up. Which, which is a very close second to the vanillas. Right. Yeah. Which is curious because. Why not have the vanilla also if you're going to be well, ordering things from the Mydell line? I'm going to be writing some complaint letters uh, <laughs> later on today. So so this, I mean, there, there are few ingredients in this. It, there's not a lot going on here. And I actually looked at the, um, the website for Mydell and they put an emphasis on their natural ingredients. Yeah, they're kind of food, natural food story. Yeah, which is really inspiring. I suppose. Yeah, thanks, um, Mydell. I'm trying to figure out why they're called Mydell. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like Michigan, Delaware might be one explanation, or maybe it's people's last names. It could be. I'm trying to... Well, this says... From New Jersey. Manufacture... Yeah, it is from New Jersey. Saddlebrook, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. what is Product the Mydell mystery? What is going on here? There's a lot going on. Um, these are also peanut-free. Uh, I've never had these before, but I think it's time. All right, here we go. Uh, and ginger... I don't think Let's I've talk ever about talked it. about ginger on the show. Ginger is amazing. I don't have that much to say. Can you share some ginger wisdom? Well, it's, you know, it's really good for digestion. Right. Uh, ginger ale for upset stomachs. Of course. Um, and I feel like whenever... Because I like to juice. Do you juice? I don't. I like juicing a lot. Mm. Do you ever go to Real Raw Live? We'll talk about live? it off mic. No, we can talk about this off <laughs> mic. Uh, do you ever go to Real Raw Live? That's the one by UCB? Exactly. No, I've never been. Really? Yeah, is it great? Really good, really good juices, but I feel like ginger is such a great addition to juices. It gives it just a little extra kick. It's really good for you. Mm. Um, 
Ginger's great. Stir fries. Ginger is just amazing. All it's, right. It's really fantastic. And Here it we looks go. so fuck it looks so crazy. I almost just swore on, on air. Sure. But I I think I actually did. I think <laughs> I think you bit that C sound off yeah, right. just in time. Alright, this is gonna happen right now. These, these snap. We mm. have crisps and snaps. These mm. are really good. They do snap. I wouldn't mm. mind having this with like some coffee or something like that. These are spicy gingery. These are on the spicier That's end how of you the know ginger it's, spectrum. You know, the good ginger. Uh, let me see. Yeah, it's not like ginger product as an ingredient. It's just like ginger. There it is. Okay. I have a, um, I have a vegan game to play. I'll name the product. You give a quick thumbs up or thumbs down as to whether or not there's an acceptable vegan substitute for it. All right. Well, because this is audio, I will not do thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, you I'll can say... just say thumbs up or thumbs down. Or what's like a, what's like a vegan pass fail? Um, I, it's it's I don't have anything. Right, I'm not. Let's just say thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay, so wait, you, you're gonna. I'm gonna say like for instance, ice cream. And if you think there's a good vegan alternative, you say thumbs up. Oh yeah, thumbs up. Okay. Well, I think that my personal yeah. preference in terms of ice cream is like the the coconut based yeah, ice cream, like the coconut dream, that kind of stuff. That's really good stuff. Do you do you f with that soy stuff or no? I do, yeah. But I, I limit it. I know sure. that soy, in in moderation, is okay, but in, in excess can be a, a, a tricky subject. My if vegan- there are any soy experts out there who want to call oh, yeah. into the show or something, well, check the. <laughs> Not really calling. Let us know, and we'll me. set up the technology so that yeah. that could happen. We'll go back in time. And um, my my vegan chef ex girlfriend says uh-huh. that. The myth about soy, and she does say it's a myth, about soy giving men, you know, like, too much estrogen Mm -hmm. and all the accompanying side effects. Um, Boobs. Man Mm -hmm. boobs. She says that that is uh, um, known in the community to be hype cooked up by, um, like, the got milk people who want you to stop drinking so much soy milk. I believe That sounds a little paranoid conspiracy theory-ish. because I know that in the past year, the dairy farmers of America or whatever... Set up a lot of those commercials. They released a lot of commercials where it was anti-soy milk. Oh, really? Because it's just like, yeah. I, I don't know if you saw any of those, mm-hmm. but they actually aired commercials that kind of trash-talked soy milk. Why? What and non-dairy say? milk. Well, just like that it's... Just mostly just like that it's not the same. It's not that good for you. Like, hmm. it doesn't have the same nutrients and stuff. Hogwash. Next. <laughs> okay. Vegan sour cream. I don't really do a lot of sour cream stuff, okay. but Tofuti has a really good yeah, it's all right. substitute. Okay, vegan cheese. This is really the tree okay. I'm barking up. This was all an elaborate way to ask if you like eating vegan cheese okay. and if you found vegan a good one. Vegan cheese alternatives is um, a, a very big subject in the vegan community. It's something that people always talk about because so many people who are vegetarian or omnivorous always say, well, I could never give up cheese. And I was one of those people, too. Um... How long have you been vegan? Only about three and a half years. Only. Come on. I feel like once I hit about ten, I'll be able to stop saying only. Hmm. I, I That's what they know. say about comedians, that you don't get good until ten years in. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. I'm not a good vegan until I'm <laughs> ten years in. Hey. So, I, I think it starts immediately. That, that's true. That's true. It, it's, it's a great thing even when you start to consider yeah. it. So even one meal. Vegan cheese alternatives, in my opinion, it depends on... 
what kind of meal you're making or what it's going into. I find that cashew cheeses are fantastic, especially when you're doing it more as like a, a sauce. You can do like a like a nacho cheese sauce mm. with that nutritional yeast. You know, there's plenty yeah. of YouTube videos that show you how to make it, uh, which is quite a process for cashew cheese. Have you done it? Made a cashew cheese? Uh, I have made cashew cheeses that are not uh, not so much like the hard cheeses, like yeah. the, the Dr. Cows. Is that what it is? I don't know, Dr. Um, Cow. I think that's, I think it's called Dr. Cow, but there. C O W. Yeah. What a crazy name for a, a non cheese product. Pretty sure that's what it is hmm. but they sell them at like the natural food stores and there are these cashew cheeses that are just out of this world although a cow who was a doctor would know yeah, really well that, that milk cow would be like you. what's coming out of these udders is for my babies <laughs> not, <laughs> right. for, not for you or your babies <laughs> uh, so I think that cashew cheese is probably the best in terms of nutrition mm. um, but when you get into things like pizza or you know if you're making like tacos or something some of the best stuff out there it, well daya is fantastic what are you what, what are your th- thoughts about daya i think daya is the only vegan cheese that is acceptable or close to acceptable in terms of like stuff that's out on the market i cashew really? cheeses are a different bag i uh, like those too okay but so, i don't like i don't like those like rice that was like vegan I don't rice like the cheeses rice ones. and vegan soy cheeses almost i don't know of one that doesn't gross me the hell out have you had follow your heart i don't know uh, there is a, are you a pizza eater? I mean, sure. Okay. There's a pizzeria in Silver Lake in the Los Angeles area. Uh, Cruisers. Well, Cruiser uses all day. Yeah, that's what I but, thought. But, um, Hard Times Pizza, which is mm. not exclusively vegan, mm. they do have Follow Your Heart and they do it really well. Really? Uh, I've also done combinations, uh, at certain places where it's half day, half Follow Your Heart mm. and it has... You know, more of the consistency of the Dea, but it has more of the flavor of the Follow Your Heart, which is where the Follow Your Heart's a little bit stronger, and it just makes the perfect, it's the perfect combination, to the point where I ordered it once at this one place, and the entire restaurant, except for the chef who made it himself, was positive that it was dairy cheese. Wow, really? Yeah. That's good when a product tricks you. You're like, are you sure this is, oh, yeah. did someone not hear Well, that was a vegan? combination of two products, so... Yeah. Uh, how what, how did Daya that name? I mean, it looks like it's pronounced Daya, which is the right. worst possible. Yeah, name. I thought it was Daya until I spoke with them at the International Pizza Expo. Look last at you! Year. Where was that? Uh, in Vegas. Wow. Yeah, my brother is a figure in the pizza world. Really? So I went with him. What and, does that mean? Uh, he runs a company in New York called Scott's Pizza Tours. Huh. And he writes what a for great idea. Pizza Today magazine. And, what? Yeah, so You're kidding me. He's, he's involved. He's going to be in town soon. I'm excited to take him to a few places that have... Um, I'm going to take him to Mohawk Bend. Uh, great pizzas. Yeah, which does a lot with pizza... Uh, without having to rely on a vegan cheese alternative, in right. some cases, they do use Daya on certain pizzas. Dude, have you had that Sriracha pizza they have? Ooh, I don't think so. Oh, holy smokes. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, the banh mi pizza. Maybe that's what maybe I'm talking that's about. Because that one's really spicy. It's yeah. really good. And that one doesn't rely on uh, on any kind of vegan cheese mm. alternative. And... Um, Tony Yano, last last episode. Good get, dude. That's the, a good one. Is the um, he's the brains behind the guy it all. behind the, the establishment? Is uh, he a vegan? He is like, 
I think that he has certain exceptions for, um, like, eggs from, like, his friend's chickens. But, like, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it and also rare. Uh, but he is... He has done so much for the, the vegan community that he's, like, a gold star, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. If we, if we had to assign. But there, there's just so much good stuff out there. Um, okay, so cheese. Uh, oh, there's, have you ever had teas? T-E-E-Z. Yeah, I have. Disappointed? I, I just... Do you know those foods that are on the knife edge of too... Like, you like it, but it's also close to being too gross? Do you know huh. that thing? That's what most vegan cheese is like for me. The th- a thing with a lot of vegan cheese is that it's all in the preparation and what it's mm. with. Uh, if you use the wrong brand with the wrong kind of meal, then it's going to be a failure and it's going to turn you off from it. Uh, something like teas where they have the, the mozzarella variety, I feel like it's not as good unless it's cooked properly. Mm. Uh, Masa in Echo Park does uh, a deep dish pizza using teas. And it's excellent. They don't overdo it. They do it in just the right amount. Huh. It's not overbearing, um, but it's very good. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so I like that one. And they do really good like cheddar nacho cheeses. The nacho cheese one is more of a sauce. Yeah. Uh, and that's, by the way, teas is uh, Chicago soy dairy. And they also make um, vegan marshmallows called dandies that are excellent. Oh, I've had those guys. Yeah, very good. And... The if you're making like a macaroni and cheese, mm. I would recommend using like part teas and part daya. Hmm. Yeah, you're a font <laughs> of cheese know-how. You're a cheese it's, fountain. It's a, it's such a big question, and it, it's like you want to, you want the vegan cheese alternatives to succeed, and you want and they're just going to keep on getting better. And you're better right. And better. They will keep getting better. It's like and, the f- yeah. and you know it's very easy to be turned off by some early on, and then never want to try them again. But you have to, you know, if you're, if you want to have it, then you just have to keep on trying different things. You know, that said, like, I, I just say that stuff for special occasions. I would not want to eat that special stuff occasions. all the time. Well, and for good reason, because a lot of it, you know. Yeah, it's kind of soy, it's kind of processed. Processed, so. But it's know. great that we can do that, that we, can, that we have it's those things to go fantastic. to. It's absolutely fantastic. And when push comes to shove, you know, if you're having to choose between something like that that is a little processed that might have some soy in it and dairy what's really worse for you really guys <laughs> be honest with yourselves uh, okay so cheese any other brain busters <laughs> <laughs> is that a Billy Madison quote yeah <laughs> any more brain busters oh jeez wow that movie really shaped my life man there are know, certain words that I will never be able to hear without flashing back to that movie right any more brain busters? <laughs> Was that about when he has to write risotto? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so any other foods that we want to talk about mm. that are vegan alternatives? Let's see. Well, I, I really just wanted to ask you about the cheese thing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we got into it. Let's see. I mean, I feel like ice cream, like we were talking about Marin going vegan before. Right. You know, if you're like... If ice cream is what's keeping you, that's one of the most like reproducible. I think vegan ice cream is pretty close to the real deal. You you know I have a lot of friends who are very big ice cream supporters, yeah. <laughs> uh, and do not care for vegan ice creams. Huh. Um, that said, they haven't tried all of them and probably have mostly had the soy based ones, which can have 
a different kind of texture or flavor mm-hmm. and they're usually a little bit softer um but the coconut based yeah. ones and i don't know if you've been to kind cream out here i have i'm not it's actually there's one in sage yeah i have I, I gotta say i'm not the hugest fan not the hugest fan no i wasn't a huge fan my first time mm-hmm. but i've had it since and it's i really like it i mean vegan ice cream sometimes makes the same mistake that vegan cookies make which is they try to overcompensate for like a nice like broad sort of base foundation to the mm-hmm. flavor by just like stabbing you in the head with sweet, mm-hmm. just like too sweet. I think vegan cookies are a big culprits in this. Okay. Like you know those cookies that are like in a one serving, like big pack with like a hard cardboard backing and a right. plastic wrapper. Yes. Um, like, not to crap on these brands, but like Uncle Eddie's mm-hmm. sort of that kind of thing is really sweet. Right. And I feel like it's too much. Mm-hmm. Uncle Eddie's, I, I mean, I love that they exist. Mm. And if you're a big cookie fan, then absolutely. Give it a yeah. shot. Uh, but I feel like Uncle Eddie's is a little bit too crumbly for me. And mm. it kind of, uh, when, when a lot of people who aren't vegan are just like, yeah, but you need the egg to really bind it together. It's like, well... Uncle Eddie's doesn't really do that as well, but there are other ones that... Mm, who's your top vegan cookie? Well... How about Oreos being vegan? How exciting Oreos is that? Oreos being vegan is crazy, and I encourage you and anybody else to listen to the Chef Tony episode. Um, she is the manager of M Cafe in Los Angeles. Oh, and she, M Cafe. And she Ooh. brought so much junk food over. <gasps> and she brought... You know, there were Oreos, and there was also... Um, this company of cookies that she brought called Isabella's. Oh, yeah. Is, you've had Isabella's, which does do non-vegan cookies, mm-hmm. but when they say V in front of them, great. and she brought the V breakfast cookie over. Have oh. you had that one? They sell them in Whole Foods. I don't think foods. so. Um, I think and at Locally. You know those guys? Yeah. I was there. I got a badass this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Right before the show, I had to have my badass. <laughs> you uh, are really doing this, ma'am. <laughs> what do you mean? I think you're an even more... I mean, I'm a vegan, but I think you're even more embracing the lifestyle. <laughs> well, I'm just very supportive. And yeah, it excites it's great. Me when, I'm not making fun of you. It's no, great. Uh, I don't know that they sold Isabella's over there. Yeah, I think they have little bags of them. Really good stuff. Mm. Really good stuff. So that's my that's my pick. Mm. But the, bre- the V breakfast cookie is yeah, like a maple it? cookie with mm. like... Waffle pieces and vegan bacon. Oh my god! Yeah, where is that? Whole Foods. Whole Foods has them. Holy, for sure. That's amazing. Yeah, they are very good, and I've had their peanut butter cookies too. They're also extremely good. Mm. But that is how somebody becomes vegan and maybe puts on a few pounds. Mm. So wait, uh, I can use your help. I can use your help with this. I'm doing a podcast in a few weeks, and the thing of the podcast is, the host bakes you cookies according to your spec. And Whoa. then you hang out while she makes the cookies, I think, and then you eat the cookies. What is this podcast? I don't even know what it's called. I just got a Facebook thing about it. Oh, okay. Absolutely. So in her thing, she doesn't know I'm a vegan, so she said, like, you know, I can do anything. Peanut butter, chocolate chip, vegan, nut-free, oh, whatever okay. you're... And I said, I'm a vegan. And I asked for, um... I told her I, I haven't had a good toffee cookie. I used to really oh. like toffee. And so I said, if you can do one of those, great. Wow. But let's throw out a couple other favorite cookie possibilities and I'll see if anything sparks me so much that I'll send her another message about it and be like or this well I mean when it comes to cookies mm. in my opinion the simpler the better mm. uh, the, the V breakfast cookie is an exception where that one's just like so that creative. has some bells and whistles well that one is just like who, I would never think to do that no 
But, you know, when you're getting into, I mean, I love a good oatmeal cookie. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, a snickerdoodle, of course. Those are kind of cinnamony and yeah. spicy, Lo- right? Yeah, I love the, the cinnamon sugar mm. combination. Mm. These good ginger stuff. snaps. Yeah, I'm going to have one more ginger snap, Get in actually. there. So, uh, do you have a lot of uh, touring dates coming up, going to different colleges? I'm doing um, I'm doing one of those. Con- the Hartford thing is in November, mm-hmm. and then it'll you know depend on how well I do at that to see how much work I get. But uh, you do like a 15 minute performance for um, hundreds and hundreds of it's college just all kids. All the bookers. Uh, oh, it's for kids. And they're like professional chaperones. Oh, okay. So I guess the kids are the ones that are kind of curating the, the exactly. And the um, the advisors hold the keys to the budget, and you mm-hmm. know they have the actual like legal authority to sign contracts and stuff. But the kids are like, we want that. We want that. Um, it's awesome if you kill at these there's these showcases where performers do 15 minutes and mm-hmm. then the kids get to go to the exhibit hall and book what they like and uh, you know if you kill um, and you do a great set there'll be like a line of kids waiting to take pictures and you know have you sign stuff and um, to book you to perform at their mm-hmm. school so uh, that's really exciting yeah I hope it'll be great yeah and you said that you perform at the sketch group too that was in the past. That was, that was before past. I was okay. a solo act. What were you guys called? The group was called the Late Night Players. Oh. Um, and uh, yeah, we existed from like, um, we existed out of college for like, ooh, maybe like four or five years, six years, mm-hmm. but we were slowly shedding group members. So by the end, right. it was three of us. And then we said, let's in, call it off. Have you mentioned where you went to college? I went to Brandeis, went which to is Brandeis. where Mike and I met each other. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of comedians from Brandeis. A guy named Josh Gondelman, who's a really great comedian. Yeah. And um, a guy in New York named Dan Hershon. And mm-hmm. uh, do you know Benari Poulton? No. Interesting dude. He's an active duty service member. And really? a stand-up comedian. Wow. Mm-hmm. A real Rob Riggle type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, and a couple other guys. Lee Kessler, I think. Cruise ship Lee comic Kessler. from New York. I Very think he's cool. a cruise ship type dude. All coming out of Brandeis. Yeah, the that. Brandeis Mafia. Cool. Well, I, we're actually about that time to, to wrap things up. Uh, thank you so much for, for introducing me, me to these ginger snaps and this uh, pineapple plum. The pineapple plum. Yeah. Quite delightful. Sure. Uh, so do you have any like dates coming up or anything? Not, I host... not romantic dates. Vegans <laughs> or non-vegans, but... We'll talk about it off mic. Off mic. Um... That would be a fun podcast where you just collected all the things you said off mic, recorded them, and yeah. then just posted that. Yeah, right. Oh, God. It'd be so scary. Um, <laughs> you know, LA listeners, I have a weekly show at um, the Tex French Restaurant in Echo Do Park. You really? Mm-hmm. Tex, is, Tex isn't the most vegan-friendly of eateries, but... If, Can I take 30 seconds drink, to talk about it? Please do. Every night, they, every night they have a soup of the day, and on Sunday nights, they have a pea soup that they told me was vegan for... Uh-huh. I was eating it for months. And then I'm looking at the wall one time, and it's like a newspaper article about them, and they're like, the recipe for our famous pea soup, and it lists all the ingredients, and one of them is Worcestershire sauce, which, as we know, is a notorious anchovy culprit. Sure. So they said, do you want your weekly soup? Or like, I have it so much that it's a regular thing, and I said, uh-huh. you know, I'm good. And they said, what's wrong? I've been hosting this show for like two years. Uh-huh. I'm getting soup every week. And they're like, I said, well, it looks like it has Worcestershire sauce. And they said, oh, they hired, they have a new chef who has who scoured the world for like the best vegan Worcestershire sauce. So now their pea soup, they weren't sure before it didn't have anchovies. It did have one other question marky ingredient, but Mm. now it's totally good to go. And they, they have a, um, they added a vegan cassoulet to their menu. Really? Just, I think because like there's sort of a vegan vibe with me. Right. And also it's in 
Echo Park. Yeah. Where there's a lot of vegan restaurants. There's a vegan scene. It's in the heart of the vegan corridor on Sunset. The vegan corridor? Sure, sure. I mean, it starts kind of like at Sage well, maybe is the one vegan end. Vegan House. And then, uh, yeah, sure. Over there. Vegan House and then Flore and Crew yeah, and Pazzo Gelato has vegan stuff. And I actually went there for the first time last weekend. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it was a, I got an orange chocolate yeah, sorbetto oh. and a mango one, which is really good. The mango one is really good. I haven't had that. They've got a good coconutty thing that I recommend. Really? I haven't mm. had that. Um, but yeah, so weekly comedy show attacks, plenty of free vegan eats. So when, is that, when does that happen? Uh, every Sunday. at It starts at like quarter to nine or something. Okay. Yeah. That's um, cool. So uh, yeah, it's a great show. So if you're in Los Angeles on a Sunday evening with nothing to do, go check it out. Yeah. Say hi to Zach. And have some vegan pea soup. It's bottomless. They'll refill it as much oh as you my. want. Oh my, um, oh my. I know. And uh, come through sometime and it'll be on the house. Uh, great. Yeah, I'll hook it up. I, and, um, I'd love to come by. If you don't live in L.A., um, I put music videos up at youtube.com slash MC Mr. Napkins, and um, there's a bunch of stuff up there. Cool. You can see my raps. How about we uh, close the show with, with one of your one of your ditties? Fantastic. <laughs> Couldn't have said that more old time. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll, we'll put, what, what do you think um, I should put up? I'll send you the aggressive B. The aggressive B. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that vegan friendly? It's totally vegan friendly. Okay, cool. It's totally vegan. No bees are harmed in the making of the... Perfect. Of the song. Great. Well, thank you so much for thanks coming for having me, John. This was and, really fun. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah, you too, man. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, guys. Yeah. I have this porch in my apartment where I like to sit outside and write my rhymes. It's not a bad place to work, but there's this bee with a nest nearby that always flies up in my face while I'm writing. Yo, I call him Bee, aggressive Bee. He flies at me aggressively. He seems to like. To mess with me, with fear I see, the aggressive bee. Check it out now, yes siree, don't think less of me, but I'm afraid of the aggressive bee, especially when he attacks, and I'm just minding my own beeswax. I try to freeze and breathe deeply, try to wait out the bee till he leaves me, but he won't let me be, so I get to let me be, be, he be GBs. Got my defenses up, my teeth clenched, my whole body tenses up. Should I sing Roxanne or something? Cause that little jerk is all about sting. Does he buzz? Sure he does. He's furious, I'm serious, not a joke for your funny bone. He's the Attila, the Hana, the honeycomb. There is a pair of wings on the fellow and a ring of black and a ring of yellow and he gets me wound tight like a string on a cello he makes me want to freaking yell and bellow because he is the what aggressive b oh he flies at me huh aggressively yo i guess he'll be uh, the death of me Ow! with fear i pee in my levi's the aggressive b flies from his eye and dives at me no jive he isn't terrified of me and it's kind of a surprise to me because he's like 1000 the size of me teeny have a pollen Chill yourself. If you sting me, you'll kill yourself. That ain't worth it, kiddo. You don't want to make your queen a yellow and black widow. That's not what I want for you. See, the truth is, B, I'm fond of you. And I feel a bit of a bond with you. Man, I even wrote this song for you. But even if I made the B appear sweeter, I'm not trying to be his cheerleader. His hostility is excessive. The B's aggressive. The B's aggressive to B. He's aggressive that B's aggressive to B. He's aggressive that B's aggressive to B. He's aggressive. He's B-E-E-A-G-G. G-R-E-S-S-I-V-E He's the one Aggressive B-O He flies at me Huh Aggressively Yo He says B-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z-Z He's the aggressive B Check it out y'all There's a pair of wings on the fellow And a ring of black and a ring of yellow And he gets me around tight like a string on a cello Bitch you wanna freaking do the bellow Oh Put on the red light
aggressive bee.